Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. It is the pick of the week time. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Who needs a soundboard when you have a Katie? Uh, you know, quality, professionalism, uh, actual, you know, musical value. The list goes on. <laughs> you know, by the time we have like 20 of these pick of the week episodes, I'm going to do a compilation of your intros. Oh my God. No. <laughs> yes. It's happening. <laughs> I think that would make me cry. So <laughs> it's so delightful. It makes me smile every time I hear it. <sighs> oh, well, I'm glad it's not like making people's eardrums bleed or anything. <laughs> it did make your <laughs> nose bleed though. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> we had to stop. Yeah, if you heard. Yeah. In the middle <laughs> yeah. of last week's pick of the week, we had to stop the middle because. Yes. Out of nowhere. Yep. Random bloody nose. And I was like, no, I, I can handle it. And I'm just like wiping the blood on all of my hands. And then I ran out of space on my hand. And I'm like, Jordan. <laughs> okay. So it was legit. Help. <laughs> it looked like a horror movie because I'm sitting here chit chatting about this book. And then you are perfectly still like just staring at the screen. <laughs> And then this little trickle of blood just goes down like a fucking <laughs> scary movie. And I'm like, is it, is it really that bad? The book can't be that bad, can yeah. it? I was like, keep it together. Like, if you don't move, it won't come out of your nose. And then it just, just you know, waterfall. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No bloody noses allowed this time. So. Nope. Yeah. Well, it is my week for pick of the week. And well, actually... So in a weird turn of events, uh, Jordan recommended this book, and then I read it for my pick of the week. I have so recommended. Is it really Jordan's hmm, pick of the week? <laughs> I have recommended so many books to you, and I know your TBR that list is, true. is like here now. Mm-hmm. This what is about true. Blade Dancer? It is like quadrupled. I know that's on my next. Mm. I was just in like a fantasy romance. Like, give me some like trashy, cute romance. And I feel like Blade Dancer is like, yeah, I want to fuck these bros up. <laughs> like, I'm not in that vibe yet. You know, I'm like, I got to sink it to my cycle. I'm in the like, oh, I'm a flowery feminine woman. But give it like a week and a half and I'll be like, yeah, cut his head off or whatever men say. <laughs> I'm just I don't telling know. you, you're going to kick yourself <laughs> when you finish this book. And probably mm -hmm. I can't wait for it that. It's happened before. Someone. But anyway, yeah, because it happened with this one. So, <laughs> so don't about entreat me. Yep. Yeah. So I read Entreat Me by Grace Draven. And uh, if you listen to our pod episodes for The Undying King, it's the same author. Also the same author of Jordan and I's almost, <laughs> almost favorite romance book. Master of Crows. Master of Crows. I wanted to say A Flock of Crows, and I'm like, that is not right. It would right. be A Murder of Crows. But <laughs> See, I was double wrong. <laughs> yeah. Master of Crows. Excellent book. High quality. <laughs> Lots Let's of smart. You know how it is. plug in for Master of Crows here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But Entreat Me is a Beauty and the Beast retelling. And what I thought was fun, like most fun about this book was that the main like love, like very traditional romance, like love storyline is not between the main character. It's the main character's sister. I loved that. But let me caveat it. 
Our, the main heroine also has her own like love story. So don't think that this is like romance by proxy or something. It's not. Um, so we have an older sister and her half sister. Yeah. Half sister, like younger sister, who's like beautiful, amazing. All of the men in their little like town want to marry her. And along with several other books that we know, uh, the father lost the wife, actually both of his wives. And, uh, not super competent with money, runs into some financial troubles, really along the lines of like A Court of Thorns and Roses, like kind of identical, like leading up plot lines. But there is this like evil Gaston character who's like, I will forgive all of these debts if, you know, the beautiful younger sister marries me. And what I love about the like main heroine, what is her name? You can't remember her uh, name. It's kind of I can't pronounce it. L- Levine? Lo- Lovin? Levine? We're going to go with Levine. Uh, she's like over my dead fucking body and like pulls out a gun and she's like, if you don't get out of my motherfucking house, I'm going to shoot you. Love it. (laughs) So he kind of like runs away a little bit, you know, scared of this woman, which God bless. Do we love tall, scary women? Um, (laughs) speaking as one, (laughs) I wonder why it's more just like me hoping that people love tall, scary women, but (laughs) And so, you know, the older sister and the younger sister, Levine, and then the younger sister is like Sinia or something. Again, cannot pronounce it. They're kind of at a loss. They're like, what the fuck are we supposed to do to get our dad out of like, you know, all these debts that he's gone in? And what's also fun is um, I'm all over the place here. But the older sister, Levine or whatever, she's a widow, which I also loved. She talks about so she lost her husband to like the plague like three years before the story starts. And she's still kind of like grieving his you know loss and like it's a really touching like if you've lost like a family member or a dear friend you kind of like understand her grief so I feel like Grace really put like some of herself in this story because she's like uh it'll be fine and then she'll like remember the way he laughed or like the way he did something and then she has like this you know melancholy moment again and it's like oh like I can I can understand that but Sinia has been like low-key on the down low like what is the old-timey word for dating Courting? Courting? Yeah. He's been courting with this like rando dude who showed up. He's allegedly, you know, some type of like landed lord of some sort. But like Levine is like, "Mm, I don't know. That's kind of like sus. Like you just came up here in his like nice clothes. Like I asked around. Nobody knows his family's name. Like who the fuck is this guy? So she's kind of a little bit, you know, sus of him. Except dun dun dun. Uh, She finds a letter written by her sister that says that she's run off with this guy because, you know, he's going to give her a lot of money so that they can pay their father's debts. And I love this like follow on scene. So she basically fucking hops on her horse and she's like, I am going to like drag Brack this brat that like ran (laughs) off. She, you know, like she's going to potentially, you know, put her virginity or her chastity you know, into question. She just ran off. Like, I can fix these problems for us. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So she like goes up to the castle like a week away from their little town or whatever. And uh, it's the middle of a snowstorm. No one can hear her. as She's like, hey, mofos, like drop down the drawbridge so I can come across. So she just like shoots a gun at the castle Uh (laughs) to get their attention. She's like, let me in or else. 
And so in the castle, we meet the main cast of characters. Again, the guy's name is Gavin, the one that Cynthia is um, courting and falling in love with. But <laughs> we love a daddy moment. His dad is hot and, <laughs> well, actually, maybe not hot, but like hot in his heart. You know what I mean? Hot like Because uh, he's the cursed hot. one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Charlie. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, Who but exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Preach. That's how you know we've gotten like a little bit older. Yeah. So hot dad vibes. He and his son have been cursed by ex-wife and mom. So that same person. Because she's like, you killed my lover and I'm going to basically curse you that you're going to turn into a beast and you're going to kill your son eventually or he's going to kill you and anyway, fuck you. And then she dies. Um, and so the story is just them trying to break the curse in Lavena or Levine is like originally like, oh, my God, like this guy's like kind of hot. But like, I don't know if I want to love again. But then she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a hot woman. I still have, you know, the best years of my life ahead of me. Like, I'm going to go for it. And like this guy is like, wow, I'm all cursed and kind of like don't look my greatest and you're still into it. Nice. <laughs> and so they kind of, you know, have their romance and then maybe the curse breaks and maybe it doesn't. Not like a regular Beauty and the Beast curse, though. I will say that. Hmm. But yeah, there's smut in it, too. It's spicy. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't remember when I read this. It was a long time ago. Um, and now I want to reread mm. it. So... It was so cute. It's one of those, um, this is another one where they have really good like snapbacks. Like Levine is like the funnest, that funnest is not a word, but she is like the funnest character. She's like, does not take shit from anyone. She's like constantly described as like a harpy, but I feel like it's like endearing harpy, you know? I love it. I do remember like Tammy of the Shrew vibes on this one. Yes. Yeah. She's also called a shrew a bunch of yeah, times. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I just love it because she's like a strong character without it being like an overpowered character. You know what I mean? She's just like a strong personality. And I feel like that word gets thrown around a lot, like a strong female heroine, but she's legit. She's like Katza, where she's like, does not take shit from anyone. She is just existing. And she's like, hey, no, you're not going to fucking bully me. And everybody's like, oh, fuck. She didn't just like roll over and take it like I don't know what to do. Okay, So that's the thing, though. There's tons of strong heroines. Right. But like mm -hmm. a lot of the heroines have like insecurities or confidence issues and like they doubt yeah. how strong they are. And like mm -hmm. Katza and this chick are both like, no, nah, yeah. man, don't fuck with me. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, literally. She's like, I've been married before. I don't give a fuck. I am a woman on my own. I own my own house. Like, <laughs> come fight me, bro. But then she's like. Yeah, and obviously, you know, this is set in kind of like a medieval times, yeah, maybe, not, not kind of like a Wales. <laughs> quoting the character. <laughs> yeah, and like, obviously, she kind of gets like beat up and stuff, but she still has that like big dick energy, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she does, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it was so cute. It was like a fun, easy read. It's kind of long-ish, I think, but I smashed through it. I'm like, this is adorable. I love these characters. Um, the male love interest is like not traditionally attractive. Like obviously he's, he's been cursed too and he's older. So it's like a nice, I feel like it'd be a good story for like a little bit older romance, uh, audience who, you know, don't want that like first love virgin shit again and again and again. Um, we have like two more mature characters who it's like a second 
chance at love kind of thing. Oh, I love that. With still respecting, you know, um, her ex-husband or late husband. There we go. Late husband. Yeah. So like you and I talked before we before we started this about like similar books and we kind of struggled mm-hmm. to find similar books because this yeah. one is so unique, even though it's a Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. story. So which I forget now which ones we were focusing on. Yeah. So I would say for the kind of like Beauty and the Beast retelling, but like a good Beauty and the Beast retelling, because I know there's a lot of like janky ones out there. Um, Cruel Beauty by Rosamund Hodge. Um, same kind of, you know, fairy tale thing. And then the other two are also in that same kind of like fairy tale, not like new age fairy tale, because that's not right. But like retelling of an old trope you know fairy tale but in like a way new way that you're like oh this is like fun i can almost barely recognize you know the undertones there but it's there so the other ones are uprooted by naomi novik which golden i need to inhale here that is probably one of my like top three favorite books in existence ever uh we're just going to you know move past that so i don't derail this episode (laughs) And uh, I will also say Thorn by um, Intisar Kahani. Uh, That's like a retelling of the Goose Girl, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. But it has that same kind of like, you know, magic-y retelling, but in a new way. And you're like, this is fun. Like, this could be a unique story, even though it pulls from, you know, the same. And I will say uh, there was a book I just read recently, uh, A River Enchanted. So not at all a similar book, except maybe like kind of similar, like strong female characters, but it's set in the same kind of world. So it's like uh, medieval whales, uh, castles, you know, Scotland. There's probably a bunch of people triggered because like whales in Scotland are not the same thing. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? <laughs> the, from the American perspective, you know, uh, kilts and accents and foggy days <laughs> on the highlands. Keep digging that hole, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I am so far in this hole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, same vibe. It's set in, you know, the me- medieval era, I think. And But that doesn't even feel right. Is it medieval times? No, so I think Grace Draven kind of sets a lot of her stuff in that same in-between, like, yeah, medieval, I don't know, not medieval, but like, 1700s similar-ish. Yeah. Like one up from medieval. Mm-hmm. So like plague kind of, but like plague in the recent past. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's still like drafty castles where they have to, you know, snuggle to stay warm. I will also say this has one of those tropes of like uh, have to cuddle to stay warm after, you know, a death-defying instance with like cold water, which... <sighs> It's a good trope. It's a trope for a reason. <laughs> oh, man. I can't remember. I don't remember the scene. So now I'm going to really reread it. Yeah, fair. You should. It's cute. Okay. <laughs> as if I don't have a big enough stack as it is. I mean. I know. I feel like this is just us, like, adding to each other's TBRs in real time. I saw like I saw a picture a couple <laughs> days ago where it was, like, TBR list, books I bought. Like in real form and haven't touched yet. And then the actual what I'm reading right now. And it doesn't cross those two lines. <laughs> yeah. She's drawing a Venn diagram, but the circles are not touching. <laughs> I forgot. There's no there's Im- no imagery attached to this audio. Yep. There's no. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> I give up. Yeah. It's just two circles. Just two circles. <laughs> uh, but it's true. It is. This is, I mean, yeah. this is a good book, but most of this author's books are excellent. So. Ugh. 
Yes. Thank you, Grace Draven. We love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And read a Master of Crows. Please. We'll just add that to every episode somehow. Master of Crows <laughs> needs to be on your list. Anyway, mm-hmm. from Katie's yes. shelf to yours. We'll see you on the next page. Hi, readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday on Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Music. Thanks for listening.